got some money burning a hole in your pocket from that fat tax return you're getting back this year, I have a great way to help you spend it. Head over to Capital Costumes on Etsy. Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Capital Costumes. C-A-P-I-T-O-L-C-O-S-T-U-M-E-S. And pick up a sweet 3D printed horror video game or just pop culture in general piece of artwork. The stuff is the best. So again, go to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash capital costumes. C-A-P-I-T-O-L-C-O-S-T-U-M-E-S. Tell them I sent you. And use the code XHR podcast for 15% off your order. <laughs> What's up, Goreheads? And welcome to another episode of the Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. And I'm going to kick my wife's butt. <laughs> Sitting to my left is my very annoying, <laughs> lovely, beautiful wife, Nancy. <laughs> We have a special show for you today because I don't really think it's a horror movie, but we're going to get with the icebreaker and Kark, our favorite patron, patron, our favorite patron, Kark has given us a would you rather to uh, do for the show today. So I'm going to get right to it. And this is his would you rather. Would you rather. No, no, it's not a would you rather, but it is an icebreaker. (laughs) Okay, you and a group of people are stranded on the island, an island. Would you rather kill off one of the members and eat them for survival or wait out the inevitable death that is coming to you if you don't eat? So he doesn't say how big the group is, but he's asking if you would kill off one of the members to eat them and survive. Or if you couldn't bear to do that and just die because of the inevitable starving to death. Well, if you're inevitably going to starve to death anyway, why kill somebody? No, 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 no. You're, you kill someone to survive. Yes, I know, but the, the, the food from killing somebody is only going to last so long. But maybe that's all you need is just that one person to get you to the, think of the movie alive. Okay, and what if they get rescued the day after they kill somebody? Okay, well, <laughs> you don't know when you're going to get rescued, so I just think it would be, I'm hacking somebody up in order to survive. I'll take the weakest person. I guess, well, I need to know more information, like, what kind of an island is it? Does it have, like, Well, obviously, does it produce any kind of fruit? Obviously... According to the question, there's not going to be anything to survive on your own. So you have to kill somebody, somehow start a friction fire, and cook them in order to survive. Okay, but you should kind of go into it knowing that you're just not going to survive anyway. I wouldn't I wouldn't kill somebody. If you're stranded on an island, you're probably going to automatically assume that you're going to die. Right. So... So do I want to die with having a... <laughs> Killed somebody on my shoulders? Who cares if you're dead? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I would want to die knowing that I killed somebody. 
Okay, well, like I said, I'm hacking somebody up. I'm eating. Gluttony, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, well, first of all, I'd like to know exactly how long I've been on the island. I need to know who I'm with, how many people that I'm with, if the island has ways of eating, like oh. providing any kind of nourishment. Okay, what do you consider a group of people? Maybe like five people. Okay, so there's five people on an island in the middle of the ocean. Do I know them? Are they strangers? Uh, that's up to you. The fact of the matter is, would you kill somebody to fucking eat or die starving? <laughs> I guess I would not risk killing somebody just to be able to stay alive for an extra week. Sayonara, psycho. I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plain and simple. I'm eating. So if somebody is the weak link in the group, if they're not pulling their weight, they're kibble. <laughs> plain and simple i just there's so many factors there's just no too many factors there's not too many factors just answer the question i said no like three times <laughs> i don't understand why you, it's it's not a debate it's it's do you kill somebody to eat or do you die but you have to factor in are you killing somebody and will that just prolong your life for an extra week or could you just die a week before and not have to have the burden of killing somebody? I, I, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. But it matters to you that I'm not, like, choosing the exact same thing that you chose. I, I, think, you're, I think you're trying to nitpick it to find a way around there's answering. Just, there's just too many <laughs> factors for it. Okay. All right. All right. So you're dying. I would be dying a week before I... I would if I killed somebody. Fine, then I'm eating you. <laughs> <laughs> Start with my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Eat this. Yeah. Okay, so the movie that we watched is Deliverance from 1972, scores a 7.7 .7 on IMDb. I do not consider this a horror movie. Now, I did put it up for vote on Instagram, and more people voted that it was a horror movie than wasn't. I me, think, given the content. Okay, me personally, I don't feel that this is horror. I don't feel that it's horror adjacent. I don't feel that it's... What did IMDb classify it as? I think just adventure... Th I don't even think adventure thriller. I think just adventure. Or like drama. I would consider this a drama. Now, okay, obviously there is some parts in here that are not even really hard to watch because, it, I mean, it doesn't show anything. But what? why do you consider this movie horror? And, and, and obviously you're not alone because, like I said, more people voted that it was horror than wasn't. Well, I think you factor in, and this is not like a new concept, where they're traveling through like Appalachia and they come across some rednecks and they're scary and the rednecks, you know, are dangerous. Well, I mean, that was the whole basis of wrong turn. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, but so, so why do you feel specifically that? Because they, I mean, in all honesty, there's only two scenes where these hillbillies or rednecks or whatever, I think they're hillbillies. 
I don't think they're rednecks. I don't know what the difference is. I think rednecks are more like Western. I don't. I think that it's just a matter of like, like locale. Yeah, you can be a hillbilly and be a redneck, but you're not necessarily. If you're a redneck, you're not necessarily a hillbilly or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know. So, okay, so you consider this horror because of, obviously, one scene. Yeah, I mean, it's horrific what happened, depending on who you ask. All right. But they don't show anything. They don't really show anything. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking it's just that mental part of it? Yeah, like the psychological. Okay. Yeah, so I, I and I'd be very interested to know what the listeners think or why the listeners think that this is horror um because aside from that one scene there's really I okay would... let let's put it we'll put it like this okay raiders of the lost art is an action movie yes i would consider that action adventure yes if deliverance is an action movie do you think deliverance is anything like raiders of the lost art I would say so, yeah. You <laughs> wouldn't. How is how is deliverance? The whole like mood of the the movie. There's like, I think. Well, when when you say the content has to be factored into it, it's like, what do the people that made this movie want you to feel when you're watching it? Okay, I, and I get that, but what I'm. Okay. Do they want you to feel horror? If they, if you're watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, they want you to feel suspenseful and, you know. Um, a sense of adventure. Yeah, right, exactly. But you're not going to feel that way in a good way on Deliverance. It's going to be all, like, pure horror. You're going to come away from it feeling disturbed. Dis okay, disturbed, yes. And I think that's where the drama part comes into it. The entire movie takes place on a river, essentially. Because mm -hmm. there's four guys, they're canoeing down a river. Um, Two of the guys, and if you've ever seen the movie, it, it's not a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I don't, I, me personally, I wouldn't consider this horror because, because of one scene. But see, you brought up Raiders of the Lost Ark, and... I could just as equally say that that has as much horror as this movie. Like when they open the arc and all the guys' faces are melting. Now, I mean, obviously it looks like utter. Yeah, but that's like f fictional. I mean, when you watch uh, well, the movie. Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. What is it? Fantastical horror. But when you watch Deliverance, you're not like. Okay, yes, that could, I, I understand deliverance could actually happen, and probably has. Sorry, Georgians. <laughs> but, okay, this is going to be a debate like <laughs> like the Gore score is. <laughs> um, I, I See, I would put this in adventure drama, personally. Drama, no. So you're classifying it horror based on one scene. I'm classifying it as horror based on the content the overall feel of the movie and how you walk away from it. Okay. Okay. So, okay. The content, we know there's the one 
really bad scene, which doesn't isn't really all that bad. You said content, how you feel. Yeah. But the majority of the movie takes place on a river. It's basically just a river. It's I mean, basically just a river runs through it. <laughs> I didn't know that was about fishing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was okay. About so fly fishing. All right, bad example. So okay, all right. I can I can liken Deliverance to a Temple of Doom where they're riding on the mine cars through the through the underground mine. Mm-hmm. It's essentially just four men canoeing down a river. They do some hunting. They do some fishing. One guy gets raped by another man, and then, or actually, Burt Reynolds kills one of the rapists. And then John Voight kills another guy who he thinks is the rapist. But the canoeing part is just like the minecar ride on Temple of Doom. I think that they're totally, completely different. Completely different genres. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you've seen Temple of Doom, right? Yeah, unfortunately. I'm shot. You like those movies. What about the scene where the, I don't even know what the guy's name is. Pulls the guy's heart out. I mean, wouldn't that be considered horror? But Temple of Doom isn't considered horror. No, but it would be fantastical. Okay, okay, all right. So give me an example then, besides Deliverance, of a movie that could be that that would be very comparable to Deliverance that is considered horror, but not that has the same qualifications as Deliverance to be horror. Um. The Vanishing. The Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say that's thriller. I don't know. I wouldn't go so far as to say this is horror. Thriller, maybe. Thriller, maybe. Oh, it depends on, are you separating in your head thriller from horror? Or is it going to be a horror thriller genre all of, all of its, all in and of itself? If I'm being honest, I'm considering this adventure. With, with one part of drama (laughs) (laughs) i did i I guess i don't get it much like you don't get the gore score (laughs) maybe you don't get it okay here all right we're gonna do this part I, i already know before i ask what would you put this on the gore score it would be pretty low i mean there really isn't any gore okay so like a two. Okay. Now, what would you put this overall? See, because I, I would go maybe a one or a two on the gore score. Overall, I would say it would be like a six. Okay. So we're right in line there. Yeah, I guess. I, I think so. Because I don't know. I just, I don't know how you qualify this as a horror movie. I get that there's a horrible scene. I get that there's a horrible scene. There's a horrible scene, but it was set up. I mean, the, the people that are in the town were freaky. The kid was creepy. <laughs> Dueling banjos, right? Yeah. T- so what's his name? T Bone Pickens or something. I don't, I, I don't know. But the kid, the kid looked freaky. <laughs> Why and did he so have, he had like he had like squinty eyes. I don't know what he just looked freaky and scary. So I think that's supposed to be that's supposed to go into the in, entire mood of the movie was that it's supposed to make you feel uneasy, uncomfortable scared disgusted say i would be more disturbed by the 
the guys at the like in the very beginning of the movie the guys that are like the one guy's dancing doing that like foot shuffling tap dancing type mm-hmm. thing and then the guy that pumps their gas is you know obviously kind of creepy he's like the harbinger from uh what is it cabin cabin in the woods and wrong turn mm-hmm. both guys are at the gas station they got like no teeth and they're you know kind of like yeah really really like hillbilly like <laughs> so what kind of a movie are you gonna watch where that is a scenario in it and the the movie isn't a horror or thriller see that's the hard part i'm having trouble comparing this to is because the only thing we have to compare this to would be a movie like and i know there's movies out there i get that and and but like the only movies where you've got like the the hillbilly uh at the gas station is wrong turn and or not the only movies but wrong turn and again cabin at the wood cabin in the woods um and stuff like that but those are true horror movies because there's blood and guts and violence and you know and stuff like that well there's a difference between a movie a horror movie and a gory movie Okay, so then let's debate that. What okay. would you consider? Okay, so you said horror and gory. Mm-hmm. Now, a gory movie can be a horror movie, mm-hmm. but a horror movie doesn't necessarily have to be gory. Right, just like Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is obviously going to turn into more of a debate episode than <laughs> an actual movie episode um okay so give me an example of a horror movie that not deliverance <laughs> a horror movie that is not well i guess like poltergeist but see even poltergeist had some like sludge and goop and yeah i'm, uh, I'm just i'm trying to think of a of a good like this is this is one of those debate movies, I think, um, because it's not, and <laughs> we should really record when we, we all of our discussions from here on out. <laughs> what? Hmm. How do I want to say? It? Okay, okay. Woman in Black is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's not gory. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, I mean, there's the the kid coming up from the mud and stuff like that, but that's. Okay, but I would consider that more like jumpy. The Woman in Black is more like psychological horror, I think. Would that be accurate? Yeah. And maybe not even psychological. How would you explain that movie? I mean, it's a ghost movie, obviously. Well, it's kind of like Shutter Island where... Okay, Shutter Island. Would you consider that horror or would you consider that thriller? A horror thriller. Killing me, Smalls. <laughs> um, okay, so man, oh boy, I don't know. Just, uh, okay, well, all right. I I I don't know. I I don't know how to qualify this movie. I personally don't qualify this horror. You do, and several other people do. So, listeners, whoever voted for yes on our on the Instagram poll that we put up, what two weeks ago or whatever. Let us know why you think this is a horror movie. I'd be very interested to hear. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This one just, it doesn't, adventure drama, 
I would say this one is. So other than the rape scene, is there any other parts that you feel are horrific? Well, not well, it's creepy with the little kid and they're doing the dueling banjos and <laughs> and I think I think anybody who knows anything about movies has probably at one time heard the dueling banjos. Well, yeah, it originated with this one. Well, right, but I mean, I'm just saying, I think or even people that don't watch movies. Well, there's definitely going to be there definitely has been people that like played off of the whole Appalachia inbred psycho <laughs> is it Appalachia or Appalachian? There's Appalachian Mountains. Right. It's called Appalachia. Oh, so like the zone, the area? Yeah, and you can be an Appalachian that lives in Appalachia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> These episodes are getting dumber by the day. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're gonna break down what little plot there is in this movie, and this one apparently I'm in the minority because yeah, I don't feel like this is horror, even though several other people do. Okay. So as you know, doing a podcast is a labor of love. We love you, and you love to listen to us. If you'd like to love us a little more you can visit our newly created Patreon at patreon.com forward slash XHR podcast and consider maybe donating to the show. You get some cool stuff in return, so it's not for nothing. Or you can visit our Tee Public store, order up a shirt, a mug, a sticker, a magnet, a pillow, a mask, a phone case, you name it. Head on over to our Tee Public store and pick something up for yourself today. The easiest way to get there is to go to our Instagram page, XHR underscore podcast, click the link tree in the bio, and get to it that way. I'd like to give a very special shout out to our first patron, Mark, from a podcast on Elm Street. Thank you, Mark, for being our first. So the movie starts out, and before we get started, I would say the most the the scariest thing about this movie is seeing Burt Reynolds without a mustache <laughs> and with the uh, the wetsuit vest yeah. okay. Un unzipped. Yes. Like get, get it out of your system now. Ninety percent unzipped with the chest hair. <laughs> I okay. <laughs> You're well known for picking out <laughs> outfit flaws. Or not, not necessarily flaws, but outfit. We'll say faux pas. If you're gonna, if you're writing, let's say you're <laughs> you're, you're writing the screenplay, mm -hmm. and you do your little storyboards and all that. <laughs> is the guy that Burt Reynolds playing? Is he wearing the wetsuit vest, mostly unzipped, in the storyboard, or is that something like maybe Burt Reynolds <laughs> <laughs> showed up on set and they're like, "All right, we'll stick with it." Well, apparently this was a book first, which I didn't know until I read the trivia on IMDb. And Burt Reynolds was apparently just like a TV B-movie actor prior mm -hmm. to this movie. And I guess this is the movie that kind of thrust him into the spotlight. Um, <laughs> but like I was saying, among our listeners, you're well known <laughs> for picking out... Uh, 
items about a character and just digging, 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 digging at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it disturbs me. I think they call it beating a dead horse. Mm -mm. Mm, I guess. <laughs> Could be. Apparently the listeners like it, so they like you more than they like me. <laughs> <laughs> My goddamn show to begin with. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So there's four gentlemen. There's Burt Reynolds, there's John Voigt, there's Ned Beatty, and there's Ronnie Cox. Uh, the first three you should probably all recognize. Ronnie Cox was um, the old man from RoboCop. So, fellow listeners, that's who that is. Obviously, they're, they're going on this canoeing trip because uh, apparently Burt Reynolds, at one time, his character had gone down this river, and they're about to flood like this entire valley in Georgia and turn it into a lake. So the river will no longer be a river. It will actually be a lake in the very near future. They're all going on this canoeing trip, kind of hunting and, you know, just living off the land for a few days. And they, they again, like we mentioned, mm -hmm. this is where the dueling banjos comes in. They stop at this gas station to fuel up and the Ernie Pickens or T-Bone Slim or whatever the fuck his name is. He's sitting on the, the kid, the kid, uh, Beckett or Burkett or I don't know, whatever his uh, name is. Does he have a name? But yeah, so he's got these squinty eyes and he's kind of got this like giant head. <laughs> he just looks off. He, uh, yeah. So he's sitting on this porch swing and he's, uh, he's got his banjo in his hand and Ronnie Cox's character starts playing the guitar. And then the kid starts playing his banjo. And then even though it's called dueling banjos, there's only one banjo and a guitar. And everybody, like we said, you know the song. You've heard it. And there's no getting around it. I think the original version, it was between two banjos. That could be why they call it yeah. dueling banjos. Smartass. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... So they do the dueling banjos, and then they take off down the river. And there's more river, and there's more river. And then they do a little uh, arrow fishing, or bow and arrow fishing. And then there's more river. And then they take off in the morning, and uh, was it John Voigt and Ned Beatty? Their characters go off before Ronnie Cox and Burt Reynolds. And they pull off off to the side of the river. And they're just kind of standing there, and they see something, like, kind of rooting around through the woods up above them in the hills. And they, this is... This is you're, we're talking about um, uh, Ned Beatty and John Voight. Yes. That's why I said Ned Beatty and John Voight. Oh, did you? I didn't yeah. hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me. You just weren't listening. Um, so they pull off the river, and there's a couple guys, like, rooting up through the woods. And they, this, this is the, the, the scene. This is the squeal like a pig. Sure. Do got a pretty mouth? Um, this is the rape scene, you know, plain and simple. Um, nothing is shown. No, I but mean, there, I, we did make, I made note of the fact that, um, John Voigt was tied to the tree with a belt around his neck and yeah. it was just like a regular, you know, pants belt. 
it's you know, like a what do they call it like a military like a buckled a buckled bow yeah. um and he has full use of his hands it's not like his his arms or his hands are, are tied down <laughs> <laughs> and he's just there acting like he's like completely incapacitated yeah with with his belt around his neck around the tree <laughs> when there is absolutely not one thing in this world stopping him from just reaching his hands out undoing the buckle and setting himself free uh, they don't say it but maybe he was into it <laughs> and the rape so yes this is where ned Beatty gets raped by one of the country folk the hill folk and and this is where you get the squeal like a pig, squeal like a pig, squeal like a pig. Now, obviously, there's two men, so, you know, use your imagination. That's what happens. Uh, they're threatening to shoot John Voight, and Burt Reynolds' character kind of sneaks up from down below, and he ends up shooting one of the guys with an arrow um, and kills him. Now... The four men, I mean, obviously, they, they, they're they kind of like in shock, especially Ned Beatty's character is in shock because, yes, yeah, what he did he, what just he get... he had just experienced. Yeah, he did just get raped by another man. <clears throat> so they start debating back and forth. What are they going to do with the guy that they just killed? And Ronnie Cox's character, he's like, you know, we got to go to the cops. We can't just leave them. Can't leave them here. Somebody's going to find him. Now, keep in mind that they're going to flood this entire valley. Yeah, and Ronnie Cox is supposed to be like one of the like the gentle guy that like doesn't want to hurt anybody. Right. He doesn't want to like... He's kind of the voice of reason for a little bit. Yeah. Burt Reynolds is kind of the wild card. Uh, John Voight is kind of like the follower. And then Ned Beatty is kind of like the, the naive... Uh, the novice you know mm. so they're debating back and forth what should they do with this dead guy you know and ultimately they decide to just bury him in the woods so nobody finds out about what happened and of course you know they all like hey we're just gonna mum's the word we're not gonna tell anybody about this we're just gonna leave it as it is and you well know, yeah ned Beatty didn't want it getting around well right i mean you know you probably wouldn't so um after they and <laughs> they bury this guy and of course like half of one arm is sticking out of the dirt and <laughs> they do a really really shoddy job of <laughs> burying this guy um that's why they were afraid that somebody would catch because <laughs> they knew that they were doing a crappy job burying him so they they take off back down the river and what looks like happens is Ronnie's character kind of dives out of the boat and they think he gets shot. So they're tumbling through these rapids on the river and in their canoes. Yeah. What? What? Did, have, did we ever mention that they were in canoes? Uh, yeah. Like a, a river raft or something? I Yeah, I mentioned it okay. way up at the front. Um, so yes, they take off back down the river in these canoes and Ronnie Cox's character gets, or it looks like he dives out of the front of the, the canoe. And at first you kind of think he, he jumps out because he's pissed off that, because he's the only one that wanted to report the, the 
the death, yeah, the assault and the death of the guy to the authorities. So you think he kind of jumps forward out of the boat or dives forward out of the boat. And then they come to these rapids. One of the canoes gets busted up. The other canoe goes flying, you know, down the river by itself. And all three of them, they end up pulling off to the side. Well, Burt Reynolds' character has got this giant gash. Uh, it's got, like, meat hanging out. I guess that would be the only other part that, you know, it looked like pork chop hanging out of his pant leg. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, it looked it looked pretty gross. But when he was hauling himself up on that part of the rock, on the river oh. to like get up out of the water. There is no way he would be able to have that kind of function and function in his leg. If it was like that. As long as he didn't sever a tendon. Yeah, but he's, he wouldn't like, he had kept it like, like with the other leg. He, I mean, it would just be like that. It would just be like limp, like essentially it'd be just like a dead leg. I mean, I you just the, have to interrupt. You have to like I cut the inside of my leg, and I I still used it. I walked into the office, but his his bone, his leg bone, was actually sticking out. Was it? I didn't see his leg bone. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just meat. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, you could that... tell that 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 the leg was like very badly injured. So there's no way he's gonna be able to like function only with you know an injured leg this is more than just an injured leg okay i didn't see bone i just saw meat so that changes everything yeah no i don't think he, he wouldn't be able to no he wouldn't be able to put himself up on that rock okay well that changes everything then so yes john voigt's so they 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 kind of pull off to the side and they're they're kind of holed up in these like rocky crevasses in the uh right off the river there and john voigt's character scales these giant granite walls of like a cliff and he goes up to the top with his bow and he's looking for the guy that supposedly shot the other guy you keep i'm i'm just i am (laughs) thinking about that that rubber vest and what (laughs) the purpose of him wearing it could possibly be i mean maybe it was just to keep his core warm is core body temperature warm? That's the only thing I can think. I mean, because obviously water's going to get in it. Like you said, it's a vest. Yeah. And it's unzipped like halfway down his chest. Yeah. And there's no sleeves. Right. So, I, yeah, I, I, the only thing I could think of is just maybe to kind of help regulate some body temperature. I have no idea. I, I don't know the answer to that one. Yeah, I, I feel like they want to make you think that <laughs> that Burt Reynolds, because he's such a man's man and he's like, you know, knows how to take care of himself in mm-hmm. in the wild way. I mean, it wouldn't. It would not be consistent having him wear something to keep his core <laughs> his core warm. Maybe they took a boat on it, and the ladies voted that it would be. I think sexy if he had his. <laughs> I think a because Burt Reynolds was a ladies' man in real life. Either a he showed up on the set wearing it already. <laughs> And they went with it, or they were like, all right, go take Bert over to uh, costume and see if you can find something, you know, that he can wear that (laughs) is going to, like, emphasize his assets. And what was it you mentioned about their life jackets or flotation devices? Oh, yeah, it it wasn't the life jackets looked like puffer vests. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, they the look like fashionable. He's drown. Even today, even though the expensive, what they consider, you know, not too bad looking life jackets that you're wearing are not going to be like that. Right. No, I don't think they would. I think it's, it was, yeah, a fashion statement for the movie. Yeah, definitely for the movie. <laughs> Because those those life jackets wouldn't they're not saving anybody. <laughs> so, so John Voight's character climbs this cliff and he falls asleep at the top. Meanwhile, Ned and Bert are down below. He wakes up in the morning and he sees a guy standing on the cliff and he's got a rifle with him. Um, just as the guy turns, uh, John takes an arrow and shoots at him. The guy starts walking over towards him, and somehow, I this part we didn't understand. Somehow, John Voight's character gets stuck in the side with an arrow. His yeah, his own arrow, right? It, or it was the other guy's arrow. His own arrow, because the other guy had a rifle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so he somehow managed to yeah somehow managed to stick himself in the side with an arrow, and then rather the so the guy walks towards him. And you see that he's got an arrow through, like, his chest, and it's sticking out the back. And then he takes the rifle, and he throws it down into the river below, and he broke his bow, so he throws that down into the river below. And then rather than just, like, throwing the guy off the, the cliff, he lowers him down with a rope. The only reason I can think that he did that was to use the rope to climb down after with. Mm. Is, is the only thing I can think of. But the rope up top ends up breaking, so of course he does a dive into the river and it gets bashed up and cut up and everything. Mm -hmm. So then they take off a little farther down the river. They 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 load the guy up, the dead guy, with a rock and they, you know, dunk him and drown, or not drown him, but dunk him in the water to never be seen again. And then finally they find Ronnie's character and how would you describe... His arm, I don't know, how would you, like, his... You know that part on um, Peggy Sue Got Married where Jim Carrey does that with his arm thing, something, something, he's concerned about the side effects, and he does that with his arm? I think some people are just, like, hmm. double-jointed or... Think I know what you're talking about? That's kind of what I was thinking of when... Because it's not, like, something that you couldn't do, but you'd have to have a lot of dexterity mm. in your... Yeah shoulders and elbow so basically if you put your if you put your left arm up over your head and behind your head your elbow is still on the left side the way his character when he's found his elbow is all the way on the opposite side of his head so his arm is what do they call it? Distended? Extended? Yeah, I it, it just, it's, it's bent like, in a way that, I mean, you could tell that the guy yeah. wasn't, like, I, <laughs> I don't know injured. how you, yeah, I don't know how you explain it, but his, his arm was really, really far, like, ratched, like, writ, yeah, it, racked over his head. Yeah, it looks gross, it looks, you know, like he was injured, however, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he would be able to do that, just contort his body like that. True. 
But like I told you, but my, I mean, obviously he, he's not doing that for the movie. It's in my, the movie. He, you're supposed to think he was injured. My uncle, my dad's dad, fell off a barn and did that. But he ripped the skin in his armpit when it happened. So we we didn't see this guy's armpit. Well, no, because he had a shirt on. But yeah, but like you said, Jim Carrey did it, and Peggy Sue got married. So it yeah. is possible for people to do it, but. He's dead. So they bury, or not bury him, they they uh, also weigh him down with a rock and dunk him in the river. Um, <laughs> the last three guys, Ned, Bert, and John, all make it out of the river to a hospital. They are healing up and everything, and the cops are asking, like, hey, what happened to this guy? And, hey, did you see this guy? Because they found a beat up canoe or a canoe that was broke, busted in two. And then they end up, uh, finally getting back home. And of course there is a dream sequence where you see a hand coming out of the water. And then John Voight's character wakes up. You know, it was all a dream and credits roll. This is not a horror movie. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Drama, yes. Adventure, yes. Horror, no. I will agree with you on your gore score and your overall rating, but I do not think this is a horror movie. Well, like I said, that's your constitutional right. You don't have to think. You don't have to think the right thing. You can just think what you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, this is, I mean, most of the movie takes place on the river. So there's really not a lot of, like, I, I mean, they're talking, obviously, but. I have to argue that Brute, Bert, Bert Reynolds, his vest was horrific in its own right. Well, like I said, the, the most horrific thing about the movie was the fact that he didn't have a mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And it was before, you know, when he lost his hair. You could tell he was kind of... He was already going bald. Yeah. He, had, he had a receding hairline. <laughs> so, I don't know. This was just kind of a... Well, we put it out there because y'all voted, or 10 of you did, and you voted it was horror, so... And actually, Nancy's been asking to do this movie for quite a while, so I conceded. I don't know. Just, it's not a bad movie. It's really, no. it's not a bad movie. The acting's a little over the top, especially from Burt Reynolds. He's like this macho, macho man, and he. Yeah, I, I don't which think is strange really... that his character would be injured so. Yeah, early you know. I would think, uh, yeah, because he does. It's, he gets laid out pretty, yeah, pretty quickly. I mean, well, about halfway through, but he's pretty non-existent throughout the rest of the the movie. Um, it's all John Voight and Ned Beatty. Their, their characters doing most of everything else mm -hmm. so um okay yeah we are extreme horror replay um you can find us on all the major podcast platforms we are on uh amazon music now so you can listen to us there if you'd like but you can find us on instagram at xhr underscore podcast um, you can find us on, like, like I said, all the podcast platforms at Extreme Horror Replay. We do have a Patreon. It would be mighty awesome if more than just Kark signed up. 
you do get some cool stuff in return we're not going to beg we do have a t public so you can buy some cool swag and thank you to those out there who have already we greatly appreciate it we do get a little piece of uh each sale so that's kind of cool joint goes towards the human fund <laughs> money for people <laughs> It's a best of us for the rest of us. <laughs> I think that's about it. We'll, uh, we can do some shout outs. We got uh, a little Ben and Eamon from watching films on the toilet. Our, our, our swag is on sale right now, too, isn't it? Mm, I don't think it will be, but they're always putting it on sale. Okay. Yeah, by the time this comes out, I don't think it will be, but there's always sales. They, like We're wearing ours. Yeah, actually, yes, we both are We're right ours. now. Um. So, but yeah, so we got watching films on the toilet, a scary home companion, our life in horror. We love horror slash you podcast, a podcast on Elm street, uh, the horror movie crew, the horror movie club, many others. There's many others. I don't know. So we can give shout outs to Nancy's sisters because I think they're probably the only family that listen. <laughs> yeah. Hey sisters. And now we're rambling. So I'm just going to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so be safe out there. And happy travels. On What? It's your turn to say goodbye or bye y'all or mm. say the fuck later or <laughs> whatever you're going to. It's been real. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're torturing us with this time? <laughs> All right. So, yes. From Extreme Horror Replay, I am Ben. That is Nancy. And we will talk to you all next week. Peace out, folks. Bye.